What's up, everybody? Anton Crayley here, and welcome back to the e-commerce lifestyle podcast. So today, what I'm going to be talking about is building your own physical product brand. Okay, a little different than what we typically talk about, which of course is dropshipping, but might sound weird. The way that I would encourage you to do this, should you want to, would still be through dropshipping. Now, what we're going to talk about is not something that is for everybody. As you might know, I really do believe that dropshipping, specifically with the dropship lifestyle model, the way that we do it, working with domestic brands, selling high-ticket products, I believe that is a business for anybody that wants to start something because it does not take a lot of time, it does not take a lot of capital investment, and I really believe that is where you can get the biggest returns, meaning make the most amount of money, for the input the input of money, the input of time. But some people decide, you know what? I wanna have my own products. I want something that has my own brand name on it. I wanna sell that and I want that to be mine and I'm set on doing this. Now this is something I'll say right now I'm currently not doing, but something I have done a ton of in the past. And it's also something that can be extremely profitable, but the caveat is there is more work involved. And again, not saying that's a problem, but anybody that wants to do this just know going in that it's uh, it's a little bit more intense than it would be to start a dropshipping store the way that I do and the way that I teach over at dropshiplifestyle.com. Okay, with that out of the way, the reason I wanted to talk about this today is because in the Discord for my company, Dropship Lifestyle, we had a question just come through from Sabs. Sabs, thank you for the question. And Sabs was asking basically about this, right? About starting their own physical product brand. And the questions about it were, what do you think about attending public, uh, public events to showcase my store in person and the products as well? Now, from that side of it, right? From going to public events, and for this, I'm assuming trade show, but it could be many other things like I'll discuss in a minute. I don't recommend doing that unless you actually have your own products and your goal is really to pick up distribution, not to sell one-to-one, -one, right? To you and the people either attending the trade show or the event that you're at. Um, I'll just give you, you know, the, the reason why. So I've never actually rented space in a trade show to display any of our products, but speaking back to those physical product brands that I had since sold, but that I owned back in the day for... I don't know how long of a period it was. It might've been like a four month trial thing we did. I signed a lease at a local mall where the clientele, the people that shop there, should have been very interested in the products that we sold through our own physical product brand. So I signed this lease. We had this space right in the middle of the mall where there was the most foot traffic, basically brought in a bunch of our best-selling products. So to do that, of course, I had to pay for the products. I actually bought them you know, basically from the company to have them on display because after they're in a mall for a few months, not gonna be reselling those things, paid for the space, paid for a bunch of flyers to be printed, different pamphlets that could be around the products so people looking at them could take them. They had uniquing tracking links on them. And I'll tell you from this uh, little experiment, there were no extra sales at all. It didn't lead to anything. It led to an investment of money to have the space, money to have the products, money to have things printed, and then to have the products taking out and actually, you know, we threw them out at the end because again, after being in a public space for that long, they were not in any shape to be used 
by anyone I know or to be sold, not with that many people coming by every single day and touching them. Um, with that being said though, right, you might think, okay, well, that's a different kind of scenario than going to an event, maybe some type of market, depending on the things you're selling, maybe a trade show and renting space. And while that's true, again, the only way I think that's actually going to be worth it is if you do what other big brands do that attend these type of events and do it profitably. They go there not just looking to sell one-to-one, but they go there looking for distribution. So just a little side note from an actual, going back to dropshipping perspective, something that is actually very effective to do is attend trade shows from your company, be there representing your brand, in this case, your store, and make the connections with the brands there that will allow you to sell their products that work on the dropship model. And the benefit of that is you get to meet them face-to-face. And again, the reason they are there is to look for distribution like we can provide from selling their products, okay? So again, unless you're planning on going to these events to sell one to many, in the sense that you'll have new people or new companies picking up your products to then sell in mass, I just don't recommend it simply because, again, it can cost a lot of money and the results that you're going to get from it are nowhere close to being guaranteed. Okay, the this question or this comment continued on. Uh, I feel it can be a great way to create awareness and trust, but I'm not sure um, how to strategize for sales other than on-the-spot discounts and product testing. Yeah, exactly. So the way that it really can work, again, is if you're going to a place where you're looking to pick up people to basically either sell your products or promote your products. Maybe that's an influencer type thing. You know, an older way to think about it is an affiliate type thing where you're finding people that could promote your brand out to the masses. But just going somewhere with your products, trying to offer discounts, trying to sell them that way, it's it's kind of similar to, you know, the way that we get traffic to our stores. It's from people that are actively searching for the exact things that we're selling, right? We want the traffic from people that are searching for the brand names that we sell for, that are searching for product names, that are searching for SKU numbers. We wanna find people that are like close to being ready to buy. And then of course, build that trust and have them choose us. But if we are just attending events, an event with a bunch of other retailers doing the same thing, and we have to have somebody, you know, not just come in wanting that product or that type of product, but then decide not just the ones that we sell they want, but the specific type of ones that we have on display or the ones they want. It's uh, it's a lot of things that have to line up in order to get sales. So again, that's why don't recommend that if you want to build out your own physical product brand, especially as a starting point. Again, if you want to grow a physical product brand by getting distribution through places like that, then yes, it can work, but not just to get sales. Um, okay. The uh, next part of this said, what do you think about actually being able to sell your own branded products? And again, this is something that you can definitely do and anybody can definitely do. Again, with the caveat being just know going into it that it is more work than doing what we typically do and what I teach at Dropship Lifestyle. But if you want to get into having products that you sell online on your online store, even products that your current competitors can list and sell with your brand name on it. The way that I've always done this and the way that I would definitely encourage you and anybody listening in this to do so is first build, again, the type of store that we build at Dropship Lifestyle, which in this case, SABS has already done. Do what we typically do to get traffic, right? So run ads for everything you're selling. See what ads are getting impressions. See which ads are getting clicks. See which products are selling. And one beautiful thing about this is as you probably know if you've been following this podcast for any amount of time, we build niche specific stores. So we're always building stores around one product type. And what we'll typically see is 80% of our sales 
will come from about 20% of our products. So as you're building up your dropshipping business, you're gonna learn these are the products that generate almost all the revenue, right? Out of maybe, let's just say a thousand products you have on your store, these 200 or so sell the most consistently. And even out of those 200, you can usually 80, 28 again, and figure out what are the top 40 selling products out of the top 200, right? What are people consistently buying? And then what you wanna do, if you wanna build your own physical product brand, is look for the similarities in them. Why are people buying this subsection of products out of everything you sell? Is it the quality? Is it the price? Is it things like the specific features, maybe sizes or colors or whatever else it may be about those specific products? That's what you want to identify. And from there, what you wanna do, if you wanna develop your own physical product brand, is think, okay, this is what is currently working, right? In my niche, in my industry. This is what people want the most. And they're raising their hands by taking out their credit cards and buying. And from there, what you wanna do is think, what can I possibly add to this as a value add that would make even more people want it? right? Not just to make an exact me too product, but to make something just a little bit better so that you can take some of that market share for those best selling products. Now, let's just say in the example, it is, um, let's say you're selling you know, leather sofas, right? And you see that there's a specific style of leather sofa. Maybe it's a, you know, a three seater with wooden legs and I don't even know what they're called, rivets? buttons on the back and that's what people are buying. And then you wanna think, okay, this is what people want. What can I do to make my own brand that would be what people want? And maybe one thing you could find as a unique value proposition is, well, these are all the best-selling ones are made out of, um, leather that uh, you know people I see online after a year or two complain that they can't clean it anymore. And I don't know if, the, I have no idea if this is something or not, so this is hypothetical, keep that in mind. But you know they get dirty and they start to look really worn out after a year, okay? Let's say that's the situation. Then what you wanna think, if you wanna build your own physical product brand, is let me do the research, let me see if there's any other types of materials that we can have this exact style made with that would be longer lasting, right? Maybe something that is cleanable, um, something that would maybe get somebody instead of two years before the thing starts to look a little bit beaten down, something that would give them five or 10 years with that same product at or at a similar price to what it's currently selling at. So this is the, the research part, right? If you wanna develop your own physical product brand. Now, I'll go a little bit deeper into it, but hopefully you could see at this point already, we're not just saying like, yeah, I wanna build, uh, you know, I wanna sell sofas, let me just pick something that I think looks good and then make my own sofa brand. No, we're doing the research by building a store, by selling all the sofas we could find, seeing what's the best selling, identifying why, looking for room for improvement, and then saying, okay, this is what we want to do because we know it is what people want and we'll, we'll know that it's better than what's out there. Okay, so that takes us to kind of like the next step, right? Once we have this information and we think this is gonna be our physical product brand, then what are the next steps? I'll give you a couple of them. The first thing that I'll say to anybody that wants to do this is less is more. And I learned this from one of our top suppliers years ago. And I wondered because, you know, we work for many brands that have some hundreds, some thousands of different products available. And they had like, I think 20, they, they didn't have many. It was a very relatively small number. And I said, you know, why don't you have more? Why don't you have more colors? Why don't you have more styles? And it was because they didn't want to overcomplicate things. And going back to, you know, similar story, who is it? Um, Henry Ford. It's like they could have the car in whatever color they want, as long as that color is black. They did something very similar, which is they made their core product 
products, they made them well. And even though they didn't have many, they were the best sellers. So I would encourage anybody to take that mentality into building their own physical product brand should they wanna go that route. So what I mean by that is, let's just say you get to this step, instead of thinking, okay, now I wanna have this sofa made, I wanna have it made in this better material, I wanna have it made in 20 different colors, no. If anything, start with one, maybe two or three different options and test the waters, okay? It's gonna cost a lot less money to get started. And if people want it in a color you don't make it in, buy something else, right? Because you're still gonna have your main dropshipping store where you have all these other options available. But what you wanna do to actually have these products made, again, should you want to build your own physical product brand, is actually go direct to the brands that you already sell for that make those best-selling products. We have done this time and time again, where you basically make an offer to them saying, hey, we really love sofa number one, two, three, right? Whatever those best-selling ones are. What we would like to do is create our own version of them with you. We would like them to be made with these materials. We would like to work on the same model we do now where they're stored in your warehouse and you ship them uh, for us. If possible, please provide pricing and let us know, you know if this is something that we can work out basically. Have the conversation with whoever you work with at the brand. And when this works, what's going to happen is you probably will need to pre-purchase some inventory because these products are going to have to be manufactured. Again, do it very, very small to start, but try to do it in a way where these products are made by, again, the companies that you're already selling for that are making the best ones available. And people tell you that by speaking with their wallets and buying them from you, except now they're made in a unique material that has your own ideas into it. In this case, something that lasts longer. They have your brand name on them, not the company that's the manufacturing partner for you now. And now these are products that still can be drop shipped because again, they'd be stored in your supplier's warehouses, but they have your brand named on them. Okay, so this might be a, a bit in depth of an episode, but hopefully you guys get value from this. If you do, by the way, please leave a, a review for the podcast, whether that's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. But now we'll go to the, the next step, right? Once you get to this phase, you you know pay money for X amount of units, whatever you negotiate with your supplier. You have these products made. They have your product name on them, your logo, right? Your new business logo on them. How do you do that part, right? Do you put your store logo from your dropshipping store or do you create a new brand name? Definitely, definitely, definitely create a new brand name. Let's just say we'll, we'll keep running with this example. Let's say your store was called, I don't know, sofasplus.com. Now think of a name for your new sofa brand, right? Whatever it is, Lux Sofas. That's probably a company already, whatever you wanna name it. Now what you do once these products are actually made, they're manufactured, they're ready to ship, is you add this new brand to your dropshipping store, right? So you have a new, in your brand's uh, basically page, you have a new link, that goes to, in this case, Lux Sofas, where you have your first model in maybe those two or three colors. Of course, you build out the product page for it, you do that all yourself. And then when people go to your store, you can actually forward them or direct them to those product pages. Maybe in the sidebar of your site, you put you know, new brand available. Maybe you send out an email to your email list saying, hey, we just started carrying Lux Sofas, have a photo of it. This uh, sofa's made with this type of leather that lasts 10 years, right? Whatever that is, whatever that unique thing is and you start to build your brands by having it being on your store. It looks like to a website visitor, it's just one of the brands that your store carries, but this is your own brand. Now, once you start getting sales there, you have proof of concept. That is when you can go back to your supplier that is manufacturing for these for you. You can place a bigger order with them and you can start to reach out to your competitors from your new company, Lux Sofas, and offer for them to sell them as well. 
How do you do that? Same way that you do business with other suppliers you work with on your dropship store. You give them a price list, you give them you know, wholesale, map, uh, you give them MSRP, you give them product images, you give them product descriptions. They can list them all. And again, that's through your new brand, which of course is related to your store, but nothing is being intermingled as you're actually doing business, okay? You're keeping it as a separate entity. And that is how your competitors can sell this brand also. And it can turn into something very, very big. And then once you have that brand, again, you're selling it, your competitors are selling it, you're placing bigger and bigger orders with the supplier, customers are getting them, you're getting positive feedback. Then if you wanna attend an event, a market, a trade show, whatever it may be, you want to have your, again, core products, maybe one to three products there for companies to come and check out. Then you can look at more distribution, have people start to place bulk orders with you. And that is when you get to that stage, right? That level of having your own physical product brand but I would not recommend it in the beginning for all the reasons mentioned earlier. And even, you know, once you have a huge drop shipping store, it's still not something for everybody. But if anybody wants to do it, like Sabs mentioned over on the Dropship Lifestyle Discord, again, in my opinion, that is the way to do it really with the, the highest probability of success and with the most confidence going in. So that's gonna do it for this episode, guys. I wanted to record this rather than just typing up a few sentence reply. Hope you got value from this as always. Again, if you did, do me a favor, leave a review for the podcast, either on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen. And uh, if you're not subscribed yet, click subscribe because I will be back shortly with yet another episode. All right, thank you, everybody.